Welcome to the Lou Logic Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Nick Lewis. Another great show today. Man, so inspired to hear the story of this young man, still under 30, still grinding it out, has found his way back to professional football. I'm looking to see what he can do. In his short stint in pro football, he put up great numbers. He's very accurate. Some say he's undersized, but he's got the heart of a champion, the heart of a lion. You're going to love this story. It's a real story. But this guy, he's overcame hurdle after hurdle, and he made it to the show once, and he's looking to get back there again. This is the Lulu Logic Podcast. This week's guest is from Miami, Florida. Went to Marshall University where he threw for over 14,000 yards and 131 touchdowns. He was Conference USA MVP in 2012, two-time Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. Was the Boca Raton Bowl MVP and the Military Bowl MVP. Then came up north as one of my teammates of the Montreal Alouettes. Welcome to the show, Raheem Cato. What up? What's going on, big fella? What's going on, Nick? Man, I'm chilling. You down in Miami? Yes, sir. Just cooling, man. Taking it one day at a time. Just working out. That's all. That's good. You still working, huh? How old are you yes, now? Sir. 28. Just turned 28. March 28. Just turned 28. Dude, you could really come back and do some things. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm playing arena ball right now down here for the uh, Orlando Predators. I just signed with them. So hopefully we kick off. Hopefully we kick off soon. Everything got down. So I'm still trying to see what's going on. Playing arena ball. Your arm pretty strong, man. You're super accurate. And, and everything. So I look forward to seeing you on the field. I'll watch you play. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. I want, I want, that, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just working out every day for uh, T. Rod, one of my good friends of mine. We're just working out every day and just keeping in shape, doing a lot of cardio, doing a lot of running on the treadmill. And that's about it, man. You, you stay skinny, Kato. <laughs> 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 you look like you always in shape. Yeah. I got to be in shape, man. A whole lot of running. Play a whole lot of basketball. I'm a full-time footballing around with Shula. Shula's doing a great workout right now with the kids at Miami Central. So that, that's what we're doing down here. That's about it, man. Just coaching the young kids up, 14 you, a helping hand, a helping hand bulls during the, uh, during the off season. So and I've been I've been trying to touch back to the community and just get my knowledge back as quick as possible, as much as possible as I can. Yeah, when you look at this and and – and we're going to talk about your story today a little bit. And you talk about giving back. How's it been with COVID down in Miami right now? Because um, we know a lot of – Miami is a lot could be like um, Louisiana. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a, There's a lot of poverty in Miami and, and things like that. So when you look at this – how is everybody doing down in Miami through this whole COVID crisis? I mean, everybody maintaining. I mean, because, you know, Miami, it's, it's 24 hours. It's nonstop. Clubs, the, uh, the liquor stores, the bars. I mean, everything nonstop down here. So, I mean, but everybody handling it accordingly, having a lot of house parties, getting together and things like that. I mean, not trying to overdo things, but, I mean, it's kind of hard for people to kind of really stop what they've been doing because it's a 24-hour city, everything nonstop down here. So, I mean, you can really take a nap at 10 o'clock at night, wake up 3, 4 in the morning, really go out, have fun, and, you know, enjoy yourself, you know, so, I mean, it's kind of one of those cities down here, but, I mean, all in all, I mean, I think it's good, it's pretty good, Every, everybody handling themselves, the, uh, the murder rate went down, I mean, crazy, it went down, crazy. so, I mean, everybody's doing good right now, so, everybody's just trying to get back to business. I, I seen you dancing, uh, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, Sunday. You just had one move, man. Where's the second move? What's your second that's all. move? That's all. That's all. Just one move. You got that one slide jig going on. <laughs> that's all I've been doing, man. Just trying to have fun with the family and friends. Just trying to enjoy myself, man, the best way I could, man. Always trying to bring good energy and good vibes. Like you, like you always in the GVO. GVO. Good vibes, good vibes only, man. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's it. Well, let's start back when you started playing football, man, or started playing sports in Miami. When did you start playing? What age were you? And how I was, was it? I was six years old. I mean, that was one of my one of my best years. And as far as coaching and getting taught the proper way, that was one of my, my worst years. So, I mean, they put it on us. 
I mean, as a quarterback, you know, growing up quarterbacks, we don't really, we can't really get hit. But at the same time, you no know, quarterbacks finna get hit at Optimus. So I'm in hamburger drills, get hit by the, the best linebackers, the defensive players. So, I mean, it kind of it made me tough. And I, I played quarterback my first year. So I started six years old. I ain't played no other position but quarterback. So from there, I knew I, I, I could play the game real well. And I played from six years old all the way to what? What, 12 years old, so that's 65 pounds to 100, 135 pounds. And from ninth grade, went to high school. Went to high school, uh, went with one of my close friends, T.Y., uh, uh, Tommy Shuler, Willis Wright, all of us went to uh, Miami Springs. Oh, you I went to high school with T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, he was a senior and I was a freshman. So, but he was, all of us played for the same part. So, I mean, we played for the same part. His dad, his dad coached me. Uh, Damn near all my life, so I mean the, the connection was always, always there. So I mean, then I had a, a, a great opportunity to go Miami Springs, a smaller division, not with the powerhouse schools that's down here, the Miami Northwestern, Miami Central, Miami Booker T. So I had a chance to go as a freshman and play right away, and, and why not? Uh, Corey Harris, Jeff Garfrey, those guys was at Miami Northwestern already. So I mean, I just yeah. try to make my name, make my name somewhere else. And, and hopefully, and hopefully get it, and hopefully get the job done for them. How much did Uncle Luke Campbell play a role in your life? I mean, Coach Luke played a big role. I mean, especially when I transferred. I, I did three years at Miami Springs. Then after my junior season at Miami Springs, I transferred to my, uh, Miami Central. And right in the end of that, but Coach Luke saw me on the park. You know, he was the coach at Liberty City. We was riding, we was always going against each other. I always played against his pounds. So, and he was a defensive coordinator. So, I mean, if you think of Coach Luke, you think of two live through the music and, you yeah. know, you ain't really thinking he masterminded like as, as up to date with football and really love football. I mean, you know, him as the UM days and being down there at UM and being a great alumni for them. So, I mean, but as far as football nature, I mean, he's one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. He just, he gonna sit in this, gonna sit in this room, sit in this house. 12 hours, 13 hours on the computer, just looking at the Ravens defense, looking at the Raiders. Uh, I mean, all type of defense, all type of schemes. So, I mean, he played a big role. I mean, even when when I transferred to Miami Central, we had a great, I had a great quarterback coach, man, Coach Perk. During my process there, whatever, for whatever reason, I don't know what what, what went uh, wrong, he ended up leaving. He ended yeah. up leaving the school. He ended up, he ended up leaving going to, uh, to our rival, Miami Northwestern. So, I mean, and from that point on, I ain't have a, a, a quarterback coach. I had offensive coaches, but I mean, they was offensive coordinators, running back coaches, and they ain't really not a not a play their part on that on that quarterback level. And Coach Luke took me along. Coach Luke pulled me along. I mean, had me watching Georgia film, had me had me watching all type of college film during the process, and yeah. really helped me out. Really helped me how to work out. So I mean, Coach Luke played a big part in that. Yeah, that's good, man. Who yeah. wins? Who wins if they both the head coach? And they can take the best players right now in high school in Florida, or let's say best players in Miami. Well, let's just go Florida. Best players in Florida. And Uncle Luke is the head coach of the Florida team. And you take the best players in Cali, and Snoop is the best, is the head coach of the Cali team. Who wins and why? I mean, I mean, we're going to win. Just as long as, it, <laughs> long, long as it be civilized. They done happened already. I mean, the, on the first play, Coach Luke, 150 scene. Snoop Dogg had his 150 scene. I mean, they had big-time players from Cali. We had big-time players down here. But it ain't last, not one minute. A kick return, to, we took a kick return to the crib, jumped out, sit, zip. After that, the game was over with. Start fighting and everything. So, I mean, right now, I think it's, 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 way, more, it's way more structure going on right now. The kids having fun with it. It's a whole lot of traveling going on, a whole lot of seven-on-seven playing going on. I mean, as far as right now, this generation, I mean, they're they, they getting the best of it. They're getting the best. So, and, and it's fun. But Snoop been losing, man. I've been watching, I've been watching the little film on Netflix and everything. He been like, he been Snoop came to Texas, got waxed. Yeah, he been losing. Y'all come to Texas, get waxed too. Yeah, it's some good talent, though. It's some good talent everywhere, though, man. There's good, great good talent, talent everywhere. You know, I always said if, if, if like, Florida, there's a couple states, if they had programs like they have in Texas, like, you got good players, but you don't got programs. Like, Bingo. your strength coach. Bingo. You know what I'm saying? You Bingo. got strength coaches that's Bingo. paid just to be a strength coach. 
man. You got coaches speed coaches just to be a yeah. speed coach. Bro, our coaches is CSI teachers, PE teachers, math teachers. These really? are our coaches. They they really not in a in a in a in a they're not in a in the schoolhouses. They got their own personal jobs. So they ain't really focused in on football until or uh, two thirty or three thirty from three thirty to seven then, you know what I'm saying? But out of state. That's all they're worrying about. They coaches in the lab all day drawing up on the, you see what I'm saying? Scheming and doing everything they got to do. So, I mean, it's good. It's good, though. But I think yeah. down here for for the generation, especially for us, like myself, it's a lot of us that's down here, like for me, the Thomas Schumers of the world, Charles Gaines, the real Eskers of the world. And we just out here just just paving our way and just giving back as much knowledge as we, as we yeah. can down here. Yeah, just grinding so it. I, and then, like, you still got the Teddy Bridgewater of the world, the T.Y. Hilton, the, the Quentin Dunbars, the, these guys, the DeAndre Bakers. But you still got so many players that's the A.B.s of the world that's down here that's going to work out on a football field that we – growing up, I've never seen that. I mean, yeah. we had we had guys in the league, but I don't know what, what they call I mean, we'll see them, but we won't see them as, like, as often. I mean, we – Kids, they seeing us. They seeing the Teddy Bridgewater. They seeing the ABs on the field. These guys really working out with these guys every day. And you feel me? So at the same time, you gotta respect that from from a, from a man standpoint, from a knowledge standpoint. For a kid to see that actually and, and get to work out with these guys, that's amazing. You can't do nothing but respect that. How's Devontae Freeman doing? Devontae doing good, man. He's trying to get his trying to get his body back on right. Trying to get healthy and, and just and just trying to stay in shape. I mean. I mean, you know, NFL, that's, that's, that's a crazy world, man. You can't yeah. do nothing, but you got to so sports is crazy. Period. 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 So as a as an athlete and, and, and as a student of the game, I mean, whatever comes with it, you just, you just got to you just gotta pray and just, just stay healthy, though. That's the main thing about sports, period. If you can stay healthy and just play running back, man. You've been banging since Auckland. You've been banging Kalatin since Auckland. That's all you do, just run. Run hard. Run hard. You no, know, and he played quarterback growing up. A lot of people don't know that. So he's a big time student of the game. So, but he just his body though. He just couldn't stay healthy. But I feel like he having a great bounce back season. He's hungry. He's always been self motivated. So, I mean, he ain't nothing when he get back on track and just really just and just and just take control. Where's he? Where's he playing this year? I mean, he ain't signed yet. He ain't Thank signed you. yet. No, nah, he ain't signed yet. Okay, maybe you know, maybe be back in Miami. Yeah, good fit. It's a good, good fit. fit, you know. Anywhere, anywhere in Florida right now, you can can, can do some right now. All the teams in Florida. Tampa, he go to Tampa, Tampa with Tom. Yeah, Tampa, Jayville, Miami, all these teams right now. Man. You can't, you can't never, you can't, have, you can't never stop having a, a good runner, fresh runner. You know, a young guy like that that's that's in this prime that understand the game of football. Yeah. Got to the Super, that got to the Super Bowl. Wasn't shying away in the Super Bowl. Played. Should have got the ball more in the Super Bowl. They the one. Bingo, bingo. Bingo, bingo. Yep. When did you develop your confidence and your swagger? Like when did I mean, when did Kato become Kato? When did the Rakeem? You like people know you as Kato. Like you don't yeah. even have to say Rakeem. Just when did when did people start knowing you as Kato? Because I know with the numbers you put up in high school. Let's see, you threw for over nine thousand yards at Miami Central or yep. in high school and of a hundred uh, three touchdowns. Yep. But when did the swagger develop, and when did Kato become Kato? I mean, I got, I got two, I got two big brothers that's that's really like that really that really groomed me the right way. Like one of my big brothers named Kato. His name, his name is Kato. So they call him. I mean, he's the one got me into football. Then I got another brother that's under him. His name Jarvis. He ride the dirt bikes, and, and, and how I see him move and just the way he carry yourself just swagging on the bikes doing all type of tricks it is so it's like in the confidence not scared of speed not scared of being trapped not being scared to get chased by the police the helicopters on them it just his confidence knowing he's gonna get back to the house safe get back to his kids safe get back to the family safe so just watching those guys and just watching them how they move with this you know just and just carry themselves and then on the football field for me i mean it became can't, I can't say necessarily easy because my life was hard, so that that became easy. Growing up, lost my mom, never really had contact with my dad, lost my grandma, then lost my grandpa. So like, then football that become you know as a man that become easy. Playing, having fun, catching the ball, with, with, you know, with your friends, learning new plays, 
trying to trying to win a ball game. It come to a come to a close game, and you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to gather up energy to win to overcome this adversity. So, so I mean, once I touched the football field, everything I mean, I became easy and just. The Miami swagger, period, alone, just the confidence. When you're working out with other guys, you're just seeing all type of creative stuff, what people doing just with just with themselves, just how they carry themselves. So, I mean, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna do nothing but just take heed of that as a, as a football player and just and just knowing that I played a, I played a position, I played quarterback. Just growing up, knowing that as my size, if you see me anywhere, I always say that if you see me, if you ain't know my name, you ain't know me from a cannon plant, you won't think I play quarterback just by my stature. Just, just by my, just by my height, my size, and everything, and that alone always, that always, that always stuck with me. So, or like people just calling me little things like that. Then now when I get behind that, that six five or that six six center, or them six seven guys with these big guys, and just but handling myself the same way as I, as I, you see what I'm saying? As I'm, as I'm is one to know. So I always just try to carry myself in that way and just like. Man, nothing stopped me, man. So that's, so what, that's you, that, that, that my mindset. Did it motivate you to always be counted out? Did you step into a situation like people wouldn't gonna believe in you until you showed them? Most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, I mean, just being down here, period, in Miami, you got so many great quarterbacks. I mean, that's down here. So many great competitive guys in both sports. I mean, guys that, that can play like, you take a Teddy Bridgewater, for example. Man, Teddy Bridgewater, the same age, same year, same everything. Teddy Bridgewater can really play both sports. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater can really play baseball at an elite high level. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you find yourself around these guys that can do multiple things. And it's like, I mean, I can play basketball, but not to that extent a level. I mean, I can play baseball, but not to that extent a level. Then this guy can play football and receiver. This guy can do all type of stuff. I don't work back with Teddy catching one hand balls and behind his back and doing all type of crazy stuff. So you find yourself like, hold on, how can I elevate my game? What what can I do to better my game? And I find myself just trying to, all right, I got to be a student of the game. I got to learn the game inside out. I got to be the smartest one on the field. That's my mindset. I got to be the smartest one. I carry an iPad and I had every practice, every film, every opponent, every, everybody I was playing against. I had in my iPad, I, I, I watch it. If I ain't at the stadium, I'm in class, I'm speaking my iPad, you know, I'm watching film. So that was my, my my whole mentality. I ain't the biggest, I ain't the strongest, I don't run a 4-4, four, four, I don't run a 4-5, I don't got the biggest arm, but I know I can outsmart my opponents. 11 people on the field not gonna be smarter than Kato. I, I pride myself on that. I, it gotta be at least three people that can probably be smarter than me or two. Yeah, it ain't gonna be five or six people that can really outbeat me or outthink me during the game. But then again, as a quarterback, you got 10 other players you're playing with. Probably got 16, 17 players you're really playing with that gonna really sub in and out that you're really playing with. Yeah. So, and to, and to understand that and get all those guys on the same page with you, I mean, you gotta be in and out. You gotta know those games. You can't, you, when they ask some questions, you gotta be back, back to them. They gotta be. They gotta be. They gotta be on beat. They gotta look in your eyes. That no, yeah, all right, he's for real. We can, we can count on this guy. And I'm coming out the tunnel on game day. I ain't in the back. You finna see twelve in the front. Yeah. I pride, I pride myself on that. No matter what, I pride myself on that. It just a, not just trying to just trying to be the first one. Not it just now. Nah, the lead dog. I got. I got to. I got to. I pride myself on that. So it's small things like that that I always try to pride myself. On. I always notice also on your um, wristbands. The pages will be full. Oh yeah. You take so many notes on your wristband. Yeah. When yeah. do you start that, doing that? And I just, I just follow me just learning the game, just taking heed of just being around other great players. So I, I tell people right now to this day, the smartest football player I ever been around was Nick Lewis, and I only been around Nick Lewis three seasons. The smartest <laughs> by far. I tell him, I've been saying doing my caters and sending Nick an emotion. He already. Calling what's what's gonna be the things that's been <laughs> transaction already, and as a quarterback, you won't see that. You never see that from a from a from a wide out. I mean, you, you have a smart wide out like Tommy Shooter. I mean, great smart wide out. I like Tommy. But but to to really know like all right, man, man, this gonna be right there. This gonna move. Watch watch him. He, you knowing this already so far, and really getting in deep on every position so far. The smartest and yeah, it, it's. It's, it's by none. It's by none. You top 
top one easy. Appreciate easy. it. Appreciate easy it, Easy on my list. Easy, easy. You know, for me, it was always, I'm, I'm like you, man. I was never the most athletic guy. I was, I was pretty athletic, but I wasn't, I couldn't step on the field and just say, I was going to beat you athletically. Right. right. I could do some things athletically. I could jump. But, you know, one of the biggest things for me was, man, if I learn this game, I could play as long as I want to play. Facts. Right. Facts. I feel like even now the game's easier. I could come back at 40. <laughs> no, you can't. I just don't want to get hit. <laughs> Kato. <laughs> I, I promise I'd come back and get a 100-yard game. Uh, I don't easy. know. I don't uh, know. If I'm, hey, look. look, look. To the wrong I'm going to need, need 12 catches. I'm going to need 12 catches. <laughs> you, got a, you got a good crap back in? You got, I know you got a good crap back in. I know you got one of those in. Hey, guess yeah, I got I got one of those. But if I do that, I, my body might break down. I might shatter hitting somebody. Hey, tell tell the predators I won't. No, I'm just playing. I can't. I damn sure no. can't hit. I damn sure can't hit that wall. <laughs> no, boy, that, that wall, huh? That wall don't move. No, I, I really have no desire to ever play again. But you know, I, I'd love to see you play again, man. That's that's pretty awesome. How'd you get from Miami Central to Marshall, and what was the process like? Was there other teams involved, or how'd you end up at Marshall? Uh, Bill Led. I mean, I mean, I, I get all my thanks to Bill Led, man. The great offensive coordinator I had, great quarterback coach I had, uh, offensive coordinator slash O line coach. Uh, played for West Virginia. I mean, he did everything. And Bill Led, he was at FIU at the process at, at the time. My freshman year at Miami Springs, I got my first offer after the first game. Throwing the T.Y. T.Y. had four touchdowns. I was just throwing hitches and bombs to T.Y. T.Y. did his thing and went to school the next day. Saw my name in the papers. FIU called me for Bill Lake on the phone. Son, you want to offer your full scholarship to play quarterback. Mm. But during my process, during my process, he went to everywhere he moved, he'll stay in contact with me. He went to Purdue. I think my sophomore and junior year, he stayed in process. He stayed in contact with me. Everything called me, checked on me. I mean, did everything, I mean, legal-wise, he could. As far as legal-wise, he could. Yeah. So, I mean, and went to Marshall. Once he went to Marshall, got the offer. I mean, everywhere he went, he kind of kept in contact with me, so he went to Marshall. And so, and then my junior, my senior, well, my junior year going to my senior year, I committed to FIU before my senior season. I committed to FIU. Always had it in, always, I always had it in my mind, right, I'm going to go to FIU, I'm going to play with T.Y. Uh, you're going to do it again for that, for that one season. So, and, but Bill Leg and Coach Holiday, they came with the offer. They came down, they flew down, met my family and everything. And you I just, Marshall did Marshall then? Yeah, I just, it just did something to me. And he always just, just, just kept, just kept with me as, as a father figure. So, I mean, I kind of grew attached to that and he kind of, uh, had a bond every, every since to this day with Bill Leg and one of the great offensive coordinators I ever had. I mean, to my green light, I never had the green light. I had the green light to do anything and everything I wanted as far as on the field, checking out plays. I'm talking about in the crucial time, it could be 17, 17, 20, we down, two-minute drill. And if he calls something, I see something at the last minute, I have that okay to do what I want to do. And, and man, and we, he going to live with that. He's going to feel comfortable with that. So, I mean, and, and, as, and as a player and as a coach, you got to take the head off. got to take the head off. Kind of the bell, head off yeah. So... I mean, and he was always up front, honest guy. Let me compete it out as a freshman. Uh, told me when I was coming in, they told me there were three quarterbacks on the roster, but n nobody was starters. The, the starter they had before me, he was a senior, and the other guy was just, you know, on the roster. So, I mean, that's all I needed to know. As long as I could get a first start at, at competing, I'm good. Yeah. But went to Marshall. I ain't find He played West Virginia my first game. First game of the season, my college career. I ain't find out me and A.J. Graham. A.J. Graham from Tallahassee, one Mr. Florida down here and everything. A great guy, yeah. great dude, great quarterback. Uh, I mean, we were competing it out. I ain't find out I was starting until Sunday morning. We, we, had the, we had the last game on, on, on week one. We played on a Sunday, Sunday evening in West Virginia. I ain't find out till that morning that I was starting. So, I mean, I had, I had a good camp, but I had a good camp. He had a real good camp, too. So. I mean, but Bill Led always stuck by my side. You say like a father figure. When did you yeah. meet your father? Um, my senior in high school. How was I mean, that? 
I mean, it was shocking. You know, you in school, you in class, and the, over the over the announcement, over the over the, over the speaker in the classroom, uh, Rakeem Ted Oaks, uh, report to the uh, main office, please. I come down to the office, think my sister or somebody that coach want me to, you know, about get a uh, about talk to a scout or something. I just see this man in the front, like I'm looking. I walk past the next. I go in the office and so um so my sister, my sister. Like I said, my sister, uh, my sister's daughter, uh, grandma worked at, 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 at school too. So she kind of told me, like, uh, Kato, you know, you know, uh, that, that, that daddy out there, like, that's your daddy out there. You want to, I'm like, oh no, man. First of all, how y'all even allow me? This is what I'm, this is what's going through my head. Yeah. How y'all allow, how y'all allow this to go, like, how y'all allow this? So, I mean, I talked to him. I mean, we had a good conversation after school, chopped it up. Went over there to his house. I mean, kind of had a good time. I mean, but still to this day, I mean, we, we kind of talk. I mean, we don't got, I don't got no bad blood for him. Still talk to this day. I go over there and check on him, see how he's doing and everything. He came to a couple of Marshall games. Um, I mean, so, I mean, everything cool with him. Everything cool. That's good. That's always good to hear, man, because we know as, as we grow up and become parents of ourselves, like you have two little girls, yep. you understand – how much harder it is than yep. what you think in life and as you rationalize it as a kid. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're able to to move past that into that oh, yeah. role Had to. and be that. I had to because, I mean, you see it everywhere. Like, you see it everywhere. I mean, I mean, people, I mean, you got so many influences that negative influence that, I mean, just because, I mean, he wasn't here at the time. Don't. I mean, everybody's there that second chance. I just, just, that just period. Everybody's there that second chance. And yep. I mean, for 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 whatever reason he made his, his choice. I mean, I can't hold him to that. Yeah, man. I'm a man. I mean, I'm, I'm on fire. I ain't in life threatening. I wake up every morning, blessed. You know, still get to see my kids, talk to my kids, and, and just, I just have fun with life. So I ain't in no life threatening situation where I got to think be a monster towards you for life and just, just hold you like, nah, I ain't talking to you. Don't call me. You can fight every time I say, nah. So, nah, ain't that. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. Well, well, back at Marshall, you're starting to have success on the field. Your second year there, you get the MVP of Conference USA. How was that feeling, just to achieve that? The second year, my, my, I think my, that was my senior year. Which, it was 2012. Which, which, what year is 2012? That's your senior year? No, 2012. Yeah, that's my junior year. 2012, my junior year. Matter of fact, it was my sophomore year. Yeah. That's my, that my sophomore year. My sophomore year, I mean, my freshman year, you know, as, as a player, you're going to set goals for yourself before every season. And as far as a freshman, I feel like I graded myself a C minus. I mean, I ain't really do what I had to do. Far as a freshman, because I won a starting job and then I lost a starting job. Yeah. I started out two on one and then I lost a starting job. And then AJ Graham got hurt. And then we had four more games to, to make a bowl game. I went three and one up three and one in that process. Won a bowl game. And then coming to the spring, and then coming to the spring, all the quarterbacks, I don't know what happened. Like I don't know what happened. All the quarterbacks just went down. We had three quarterbacks, including myself on the roster. And all of them went down. So they had to go get realized surgery on their arms. So it's just me and my quarterback coach, which was at the time, was Tony Peterson. So now during the springtime, it's just really me. So every, I, can, I can get the, I get the ones, rep, the twos, the threes. Anytime I want to break, I just let coach, coach, you want to throw this real quick? Uh, and so that's yeah. how he was doing it. And by me getting all those reps, seeing was, all right, what our defense running, cover four, cover six, cover two, cover four. Couple six, couple two. So I'm saying a one to two, threes. Then I'm watching on film, like, hold on, this can't be what everybody else running in the conference USA. And then man, Shula, we ain't really had that connect because Shula, Shula played his freshman year, but Shula ain't really played like that. Shula was the, he was the backup slot, so he ain't really make noise as as he should. So we coming into the we coming into conference USA. They know me and Sula from, from Miami Central, but they don't really know our connection in history like that from Miss yeah. and that's been my receiver since since every 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 level I played on every year. That's been my receiver. So our freshman year, they kinda took us like 
as they should. So as a defensive coordinator, you're not finna game plan for me. You got I got Aaron Dobson on, on one side. That's a, that's a top ten. That's a top, that's a that's a top ten receiver. That's a, that's a top pick. I got Octavius Wilson on the other side. He like a fourth round late undrafted guy. And then I got Thomas Schuler emerging to himself now with, yeah. with Gator Hoskins. So as a D coordinator, you're not finna game plan for you. You're gonna play your base. So if we beat your base, you don't have no choice but to walk to the middle of the field. Good game, son. You know, you beat us. Cause ain't nothing <laughs> on me. Ain't nothing on me. I as a freshman, I ain't really riled nobody. You know, so you not you're not finna game plan for something that's that's already been working. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about the conference, the, the conference USA teams. So we playing and they just come out with just they coming out with cover four, cover six, just we just killing them. I throw for forty two hundred my sophomore year. But the only thing I hate, only thing I ain't like about that was we was we was first in, we was first in the offense, but last on defense. Yeah. And literally, and and we missed one He's game away too from quick. Making, scoring too quick, man. And we missed we missed one game from making a bowl game that year. And you know every you know every every student athlete in football, especially in NCAA, you want that bowl time exposure because during the Christmas time you need that you need that bowl game exposure. You want yes. that ESPN game. Smith at the smaller schools. Especially at Spartans, you, you, you need that. So I felt like that hurt him again. I threw a 4,200 that year, and I mean, you got you had linebackers sticking Shula, but they ain't really know nothing about him. So now my junior and senior, they kind of figuring it out. They put him kind of trying to bracket Shula. They trying to put nickels in. They trying to send the NCAA blitz. Now they trying to working on me. They scheming on me now. Now they working on me, but I'm still staying true to myself, getting myself right, watching film. Not getting too big, care, not not letting everything. Still doing my my normal routine. Yeah, just staying staying smart. So that's how I was like, what were able to just be like be me and just keep growing because it's easy not to watch film. I mean, and a, a week of not watching film, a week of not watching your, your opponent, and just thinking you just gonna beat those guys and just nah, it ain't gonna work like that. It's not I mean, gonna work. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. It's not. It's not gonna work. Not Chad gonna work. Chad Pennington. I mean, Chad, Chad Pennington. I mean, he was through another game. I mean, I had Chad Pennington, Byron Leftwich, Randy Moss. I had access to these guys. And during, during my week of game prep, I mean, I know because I know these guys played against these schools. And I just asked, um, what you think about what you think about this team? Uh, or how you game plan for this team? I mean, I mean and Chad, Chad is sin. Chad is sin is so neat and so perfect. And like, I mean, to the T that you have no choice but to understand it and, and see what he's talking about for yeah. the cover four, the cover three, the cover two. Watch this guys. Make sure your eyes seal. Cause when you cause when you cause when you not when your eyes seal, you got the strong safety and, and that backside linebacker, all your all those guys in your eyes is strong. So you gotta know that ball gotta come out right now. So you can't wait no time in that, that that one split second is over with. And then Byron Byron left with he'll call, he'll get on the phone, he'll be like He'll just break it down to me in that in that term in that in that term that I that I need just with overhyping just <laughs> with that Baltimore swag. <laughs> so then then Randy, then I'll call Randy. You know, Randy, Randy think he's a quarterback. You can't do Randy. Randy, <laughs> Randy think he's a quarterback. So Randy just talking. Hey Kato. There you go. There you go. There you go. He, he wanna talk about Miami. He, Cause he was down here in Florida State, so I mean, every time me and Randy talk, I mean, we have a good conversation and everything. I mean, those are some real good, real good guys, man, that I had great talks with, and I'm, I'm forever, I'm forever humble that I, I get to talk to those guys and just, just communicate with those guys. Yeah, it's, but it, you know what? You've been the guy that's been so electrifying on the field, but it goes to show that you take so much input from so many people around you. Yeah. Right, you're gotcha. humble enough to just go to the people around you and take input from each and every person. Like even when, after you've had success, to still call Chad or call Byron or call Randy gotcha. to gotcha. be like, how how can how can I do this better? You got to you got to be a sponge. That's that's what I pride myself on. And it's not it's like that old saying where you in a class, you going to school, you know the answer. You really don't know the answer, but you're scared to raise your hand. You know, in the classroom, yeah, and be that guy to raise your hand. So, I mean, I, I was especially in my class football. I never to be smart, to learn to get, to get another edge on somebody else. Oh yeah, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. 
I gotta act. I gotta do a student of the game. And it's just like when we was debating on, we were watching the uh the last the last chance. And well, uh, what they say when uh Kobe Kobe got Jordan's phone number and and, and he didn't realize that Kobe was gonna be on his tail every day, keep calling him, keep questioning him, how you do this, how you do that, and he's like, he's like that little that, the game that, that, that little club. So that what I that what I try to be, man. I try to be a sponge the best way I could. Coming out of Marshall, what do you think? What was the I see that um, the guy who rapes everybody, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, um, but he rated you as the eighth best quarterback coming out that year. Mm. Out of 30 quarterbacks, I believe it was, going into the NFL draft. What were you hearing? What were you thinking? And, and how did that process, whole process play out? I mean, for my agent, I mean, I was, I was, saying, I was saying good things. But then, what, what, when I, when I really took a, a drawback and really thought about the process, because I was looking at, I was looking out in Boca, Boca Raton, with Tony Bellani, when I ain't get invited to the, when I ain't get invited to the uh, combine, yeah, I knew something was, something was up. As far as myself, as far as myself, was just thinking like, I'm thinking to myself, not expressing my feelings, just thinking to myself like, 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 what do you gotta do to even make the combine? Like, so. I mean, I, I went to the NFL PA game. I met I met with well, I met I met with like three or four teams. I thought I played good in the, in the uh, NFL PA game. I mean, I was getting good feedback. Went to the Dolphins camp. Did a, I did a pretty good job there. I mean, everything I thought I did was in college and how I played myself out. I mean, I did. I think I did everything I could. I mean, I don't hold no regrets. I don't feel like I couldn't do it. Not even more like to to solidify myself. So, and far as I mean, they was far as like far as like the fans, the fans part of it was saying wait, but I never heard wait a, a wait issue far as no team far as you know. Yeah. I understand. I understand that's the caliber. I mean, I understand every quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks got to be a certain height and size they want, but. As far as myself, I, I never heard that from no how much you How much did you weigh when you played, when you were coming out? I, when I was coming out, I was 188. For my junior year, I was one. I was 198. So I, took, I, so I took a 10 pound loss because my senior, I started running. I started running, running more. Okay. And I, and I, so that, that I think I blame that on me. And I, so I took that 10 pound weight because I ain't know how to go. I ain't knew how I, how I was gonna play with it. So that was a lot of weight on myself coming into college. Came in at one sixty. Yeah. I, I came into college at 160, so I mean I was doing a good job of just gaining and gaining. So I mean, so I never heard that issue as far as waiting. As far as I always pride myself, man. Football, you got a kid on the field. I mean, it was games, especially my junior and senior. Like if you look at some of the pictures in some of the games, I took off my real cage. My freshman and sophomore year, I went to win real cages to no real cages to just just out there. I went to win like. Like the thigh pads, which I'll be wearing in the game, the just the shell parts. Man, I stopped wearing top. I stopped wearing all pads except shoulder pads <laughs> until they made us my last year. Or so, man, look, I forgot them one game, and I looked around. And I said, "Man, I forgot my my uh, thigh pads." They said, "Uh, I remember the teammates like, oh, you wear knee pads or thigh pads? Never again did I wear knee pads or thigh pads.' Never. So I just that was my whole way of thinking. So, I mean, but as as a man and as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I do. I do feel like far as like uh, uh, 210 to, to sustain no hits from those men, some big men. I ain't, yeah, I ain't, I ain't denying up. that. I ain't disputing that. Like those guys, like the Dunlaps of the world. Like these guys is big. These guys hey, sit on Donald. me. Done off, I'm done off the top. So like, you see what I'm saying? So I, I understand that. But but I always had that in the back of my. I had the most, most utmost confidence in myself. That's a billion dollar club. You need not to put ten pounds on paper. He not put fifteen pounds on Pedro. I mean, yeah, right yeah. now they, and right now they red certain people. So I ain't never know NFL red. So how you end up? I ain't know. I ain't know that. I ain't know NFL red. <laughs> I thought I thought be ready to go. You ready to go? Get out yeah. there. You gotta go for what you know. So it's definitely a it's definitely a billionaires club, right? So yeah, you know, there's a there's a lot of factors that play into decisions, and um, I mean, look at AB and his talent. Right? Is AB ever gonna play again? You know what I'm saying? Hope so. 
crazy. I do too, man. He got so much talent. And, you know, but I I felt like – I don't even want to put you on the spot, but I felt like his boys should have – somebody got to tell A.B. something. Like, it, it's going way too far at this point. You know I'm what I'm saying? You're, you're getting way too far out there, and you got to pull it back. And, you know, because you know how it is, right, wrong, or indifferent, it don't matter if you right and sitting at home, you're not making money. If you Bingo. wrong and playing, like, it don't matter if they right or wrong. Right. I just hate. I just. I just. I just hate for that. Like somebody that around him. Like, man, man, just chill. We let these up. Like somebody. Like I mean, somebody. But I mean, but end of the day, like that's a man with yeah. kids with a whole family. So it's, it's hard. So it's hard. But I know. I know myself. Like, and I know my surroundings by me being around ball players. The guys who, I mean, who, who don't who don't reach the top, been around guys who, I mean, who, I mean, who gonna have self respect for everybody, no matter how big they get. I mean, so and they always gonna take heed. And, I, and yeah. that's, a, that's one of the kind of guys I pride myself on being around on a daily. So, like the, like the Charles Gaines, the T.Y. Hitmans. I mean, you don't hear from those guys. I mean, and and you got plenty of NFL guys that's that's from Miami that um made it to the top of the top. The Frank Gores, you will never hear nothing about. The Willie McGahees, the, 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 the uh, Edwin James even be down here. The Santana Mosses of the world. T.Y. Hewitt. So, I mean, you will never hear us. Not, not, a, not a peak. You know Terrence but, Wilkins? Who? Terrence Wilkins. Nah, probably by face. But nah, not right He used to play now. for the Colts. Mm, He's mm. a punt returner. He kick returner. Uh, it's too rough for him. Uh, it's too rough for him. That's the main thing, though, man. Just trying to surround yourself by, by people who got your best interest in you, man. Loved ones. No matter what the case is, man, you can be able to talk to that person and get through, get through to that person. Like, no matter what, man, money should make you no bigger than nobody else. You should yep. always want to take heed to anybody. Not always. I pride myself. I pride myself on that. That's why the, the quarterbacks I've always been around, for, especially in college, I had a quarterback. Me and him, I mean, Blake Front up one of my um that was one of my tight ends. They they were twins. They was they came in as all us came in as freshmen. And I mean Blake, he was just as smart as me. I'm talking about he was a, a book. If I ain't know nothing, my right hand man was Blake Front up. Mm. So and 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 just by being around smart people and just like just trying to get a better trying to get a better feeling of the game, just like knowing knowing when I write. I know I'm the starter, but at the same time, I can take heed from this person. This person got my best interest. He's telling me, he's telling me good knowledge, whether he a junior, a senior, a freshman, a walk-on. And that's always how I took this. So, I mean, that was, that, that, that was my point. Yeah. Well, let's talk about getting to Montreal. How did you get to Montreal? What was that process? Um, I left the Browns. I went to the Browns. Uh, um, what you call it? A little three-day. Like mini three camp? Yeah, mini count, went to the Browns mini count. And I think but Saskatchewan, I've been to Saskatchewan, had my rights since my senior year. But but I ain't know that Montreal had some somehow, some way had got a hold of my rights and went there, called them. And I think less than a week I was up there. I was up there in count. Went up there my first day and just took a woosa. Like, <laughs> and that was and then Going into that camp, it was just so crazy because I ain't never been I ain't been around nothing like this. I'm like, hold on. I'm in Montreal, I'm in camp. I'm not getting no reps. None. <laughs> I think you did three passes. I think you had three reps before the preacher. You know what? Let me say this before oh, we go any further. It's crazy. The two most impressive things I've seen from you. One, that first preseason game how you threw probably three passes in like the two or three days that you were there. Oh, man. And then you okay. stepped into that preseason game against Ottawa and okay. you torched everybody. The defense was like, Cato starting week one. Okay. Like they were like, Cato should start week one. Okay. And over Trump, over everybody, everybody was like super on defense. Like I remember Chip and those guys coming up to me like, Hey man, tell him to put Cato in. Like we'll 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 handle the some of the mistakes he makes, but at least he gives us a chance to win. He goes, everybody else don't give us a chance to win. 
right? After after two days, two or three days, you're put into the fire of a preseason game with no reps, learning a new offense, and you go out there and do what you did. The second most impressive thing I've seen you do was when Jock took over. Mm. He chose Vernon. Mm. And you dedicated everything to help Vernon out to be successful oh, yeah. in those last three games of that season. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Right? I mean, I mean, as a young man. guy, I've seen older quarterbacks not do that. Man. So as a young guy, for you to be like, oh, you benching me, and then to turn to Vernon and then pour everything you had into him yeah. for us to go out and win those last three games, I think that was huge. I ain't gonna lie, and, and that and that right that that just was me being around great quarterbacks that, that understood the game just on all levels. Uh, just coming to high school, I had to compete with three other quarterbacks, and it wasn't never no no ill will from from nobody. I never had no say. I mean, we always kick it, go eat together. I mean, call each other. I mean, that 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 always been my style of quarterback, of just playing quarterback. I mean, the, the guys, I mean. You don't consider him as a backup. You don't look at that term as I'm like, this is my backup quarterback. He's gonna do whatever I no. I, I never been I never been that guy. So I mean for VA, I, I, I love VA. I mean man, VA still talk to this day. And I, I mean I love this swag, it's Cali swag. I mean, we used to watch film and he was competitive just like me. You know, we bump heads, you know, I wanna I wanna see where you I wanna see where you where you really at. And I saw I saw I saw the VA, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. You tough, you're hard head. <laughs> and I always, I always, I always might be a game. But my love is game. Love is swag. But we kind of similar. But once you let her get out of the pocket, you, 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 you won't know what's going to happen. You let her get out of the pocket, you won't know what's going to happen. But something special going to happen. So, I mean, just watching it, just watching this same, how, how you came up, going to Eastern Washington, uh, uh, going to Oregon, just, and just being that guy, being that, 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 that undersized quarterback that always got a chip on our shoulder that, that we got to prove ourselves. So, I mean, we understand each other well. Yeah. Your first game in Montreal, first regular season game you started, you go 20 of 25 for 241 yards and three touchdowns and mm. named player of the week against Calgary. That was tough. You know, I remember that game. That was, I was, that was my first time playing against Calgary. That was tough. And we got deep. the dub, right? So, you was – I was, That's you know, dream. being there 11 years, and then my first time to play against them, you going into your first start. I'm like, let's work. I ain't going to lie, man. You, S.A. Green, Fred uh, Stamps, made me feel too comfortable. Sutton. I mean, we had – I mean, y'all was then, – then, then the guys on the defensive side, like, like you say, the chips. Uh, the the, the hefes of the world. Uh, I, I wish you'd never had that that tragic injury. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but we, I mean, y'all was some real live players, some real live OGs, and like that set the tone that gonna make everybody around them feel comfortable. Whether we was in camp in a small room watching NBA games, having fun, having a good time, going out to eat. We uh, soon we uh, soon we get off the flight. No, no matter how bad the flight was, we gotta take taxi calls or how we finna get to our destination hotel. Y'all always make sure, like, the young guys and myself, like, feel comfortable. Like, even in that game, I was, I was, I was comfortable. I mean, I had chills for that, that was my first start. But, like, once I started playing and everything, my energy started coming out. Like, yeah, now, now you got to tackle me. Now, you, now I can play for real. So, I mean, but that was all thanks to y'all guys. Just making me feel comfortable, man. You, Fred Stamps, S.A. Green. That was a blessing. I'm playing with three, three Hall of Famers, three GOATs. And I ain't even know. Like, three GOATs coming into this. Like, I don't know going on, man. I'm a young buck. <laughs> fresh out of college. I'm, I'm straight soaking wet. But I'm, I'm around real players. Like, players. Chip, I'm around players. I ain't even known around players, but I'm around real OGs and, like, players, man. So, y'all always got my utmost respect, man. Always. Yeah. You finished off your first month as a starter as the player of the month. Like, when you, when you think back to that first game and that first month, like, just go through the process, man. Like, Quick success, and then where does it go? Man, it go, it, it went down quick. It went down so fast that I ain't even knew what happened. I mean, it was so much stuff going on that I mean, we just trying to get a win. I mean, coming off that, I mean, I'm as as a new guy coming in, 
just hearing all the success Montreal had over the years. And I mean, everybody was just trying to fiend. We just fiend for that success. We just trying to just trying to get over that hump. So just yeah. by me battling that, just by me battling that as a, as a young guy, I'm like, hold on, man. Like we gotta, I got I gotta do it some way somehow. But then again, it backfired. It backfired on me. I got a I got an injury. I went out for the head. for the head down. I caught a a minor concussion, I believe, or something, something in that nature. I think Hamilton game at Hamilton. Yeah. And I went home, and then everything it just it just, it just went it just went down. That I had a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback coach this week, that week, another quarterback coming there. That person, man. It was, so my mind just racing as a young guy. I don't know what's going on. So I mean, on everything. Tidal wave so, got you. Got me. It got me. Did you feel like yeah. you lost yourself at any point? Not necessarily lose myself, but like it kind of there's so much going on that just it kind of questioned myself. Like, all right, can I play this game? I questioned myself. I ain't gonna lie. I questioned myself and I play this game. It's like, I mean, I was I was thrown in there and I was taken out. Now I'm, I got I got to learn a whole new philosophy. Then around around players, around real live players, which. Is, the, the Kevin Glans of the world, I'm around players, and I respect that, and I and I and I honor those guys. But it's like, like what we doing here as a, as a as a unit, as an organization, like what we, I ain't understand, I ain't know what was going on by, and, and that was and that was so frustrating me, and by me just coming from, by me being an eight year starter, I ain't know how to handle that. Yeah. Four year starter in high school, four year starter in college, just coming here, I know I know I got to compete. I ain't running about the competing stages. But it just was a transaction of just the new coaches, the new, the, just the, it was just, it was, it was too much for 12. It was too much. Professional football changes so much, so quick. Fast. Right? Fast. And, and the thing is, is that you got to learn to navigate it. You know, um, you know, we, you said that we made you feel comfortable uh, and things. I, I always, always try to talk to you. I, I feel like I probably could have done better in helping you in that too, but. You know, I used to always try to talk to you to make sure you, you stay confident, make sure you stay fluent in your in your right. skill set, but that you were constantly progressing on the field. Right. Right. I knew you ate Chinese food every day. That five dollar Chinese. <laughs> like, that boost time. <laughs> I miss Boostan, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but you know, I, I just tried to make sure that you you did give us the best chance to win that year you know what i'm saying like just going in but i always said your levels were up and down yeah. like when you got upset or you throw a pick you get down and when yeah. you when you did something good you got up so it was like the constant flow of emotion always constantly going i feel like that's really taxing sometimes and like you look at a guy like kevin right who got through a pick it's like okay he go yeah. a touchdown it's like right you know what i'm saying there's not a lot and Kevin get Kevin gets more mad when somebody mess up his order at a restaurant. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like the game is the game. Right. He's gonna, he gonna be cool. I used to call him the porcupine because, like, he he looked small, he looked innocent, but he deadly when he on that dead. field and he and he hitting. He definitely dead. KG definitely dead. What did you What did you like most, and what do you remember most about Canada? Oh. Um. I mean, just coming down from from Miami, Marshall, it just it just different. I mean, everything just just different. As far as the eating, the way you live, the way you watch TV, um, the club environment, the uh, football, just twelve man. I mean, just my my whole thinking process from from eleven man football had to change quick. It's two downs over there. I mean, so you're trying to not make a mistake, but you're going to make a mistake. 20-second play clock. You got to bring people in motion. So <laughs> it was just <laughs> – A lot going on. It was, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And, and just thinking you're going to have early success and just maintain that early success without without people all right, getting, getting control of you and getting, getting your style of play, I mean, I mean that's tough. Especially when the young guy just – just getting thrown in there, not just not looking, not not even looking one game or two games, just go ahead. So 
I mean, but everything, it was it was good though. I mean, I really enjoyed myself. I ain't really had no ill will or no no bad moments or no life threatening moments that I mean I disliked it. I mean I disliked it. So everywhere in Canada, Saskatchewan, or uh, Ottawa, I mean Toronto, all those guys, I mean, you're gonna experience some new stuff. I mean, especially me, I like to go sightseeing, I like to go walking around, I mean I, I saw stuff I ain't never seen before. Like, yeah. So that I mean that, that that was that was amazing for me. That was amazing. I don't know if you know it, but um, Ricky Ray leads is the all-time leader in completion percentage at sixty-eight point two percent. You finish your career here. Ricky played ten plus years, and I know, and you played. You only played two, yep. but your completion percentage was sixty-eight point six. So it shows how much how accurate you was as a quarterback, and, and we all know like. I'm not trying to compare you and Ricky Ray, and I'm not trying to say that anything no. other than how accurate you were in the little time you had as a young guy in an unstable situation. Like, Montreal was an unstable situation. AC was going into – Turk never wanted to learn a CFL game. AC was going into his first coaching experience and, and got thrown into the fire. All those things going wrong. And you were able to still go out there and be accurate and put up good numbers over the two years you were there. Is it safe to say, if somebody take a shot on you right now, with a better mind frame, a more stable situation, that you could be better than you were? Right now, you yes. You do it another 10 years. Yeah, because as you as you get older, I mean, you understand yourself. What's up, bro? You, you get smarter. I mean, you, under, you understand your mistakes that are, of, of the way you play and by me just not necessarily sitting out, but sitting out, but still taking contact and playing arena ball, still getting used to that feel, but not ducking no action. Uh, like you say right now, where you won't be able to take that hit. I, I'm, I'm glad you're welcome to take that hit right now. So, I mean, my, my fire's still there. And, I mean, as far as me learning the game all over again, me understanding, I mean, I'm way I feel like I'm way better right now. I'm happy. I'm loose. I'm comfortable. I'm in the right mind frame. I'm just everything right right now. I mean, I'm good right now. I'm, good. I'm real good right now. Work out every day. I'm throwing to one of the fastest players in the world right now. Yeah. And I, so, I got one last thing for you. You ready for this? Yes, sir. <laughs> LeBron is not better than Jordan. See, there you go. There you go. There you go. You watch the last dance. What'd you take from it? LeBron, LeBron flopped. <laughs> LeBron not flopping back in the 80s and 90s. You see the, the hits he took from Shaq and from the Pistons. I see. I see what Shaq did to Jordan. I see what Isaiah Thomas did to Jordan. Why we don't talk about those days? Why we just got to talk about the six? The six. The six special. Six the, that's, super that's, special. That's, that's super special. I mean, he did He did some. I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching this man, man. This man can't miss. Where he went to mentally, though. That's what I take the most. Where he can't miss. How you couldn't miss a, a, a jump shot? And like, and like you said, that's one of the hardest shots nowadays. That's one of the hardest shots. He just, he just, like he just jumping up real high and just. You know how Deion say, Deion say he one step faster than everybody? Like he say he don't know how fast he is. He just one step faster than everybody. He said, because if he raised, he'll always beat him. That's how Jordan is. He's going to be one shot better than everybody. I believe you can put him up against anybody, and he's so competitive that he's not losing. I got to go with Bron, though, man. LeBron James. Nick, you know Nick. You know Nick. Kato. You know Nick. Kato, the hand check. One, LeBron's not LeBron with a hand check. It's just now. Everybody can adapt. But if I, can, if I can put my hand on your hip, if I can put my hand on your hip, it takes away your first step. LeBron's best asset is his first step because you got to go and you'll never be able to get in front of him. Now, if I can put my hand on your hip, I mean, that's what made Scotty a better defender. That's what made the guys back in the day better defenders. It's because they could eliminate your first step. True. True. Right, Jordan? And think about this. People talk about Jordan was the most athletic. Dude, Dominique Wilkins was super athletic. 
you had athletic guys back in the day. And then Jordan, in his mid to late 30s, was playing against young guys like Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady. You know what I'm saying? He's playing against guys way more athletic. And even when he came back to the Wizards at 39-40, putting up 22 a game, his last 35 games at 40, he was averaging 27 points a game before he got hurt. 27 points a game. With the Wizards, did you see that roster? This is what I'm saying, though, man. Like, <laughs> you, you, this is what I'm. This is what I. This is what I'm saying. Look at, look at you saying. Look at his roster. This is what Bron had to do his whole life. You don't, I don't. I can't name a guy. I don't know. I can't name a guy. All right, AD, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Everybody. Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Oh man, Boss ain't going. Boss ain't going on my list. Boss ain't going on my list. <laughs> Come on, Boss. Boss is a Boss is a twenty career twenty five and twelve guy. Listen, man, we all know when LeBron, <laughs> when, Le, when LeBron James leave, when, when LeBron James leave, that that team be a lot of you pick. When Joe and Left went to the baseball man, started pimping them, they almost won it. They almost won without Jordan. And we like, and we got to look at the fact that LeBron never had a. LeBron never had an A1 coach. But see, you know the thing is, players were better back then. One through five no. was better. No. Not more athletic. They were just better basketball players. You froze five up. Five was better. I give you out a five. Well, say, listen, listen, listen. Four not better. Four definitely not better. Four's not better because four, four used to be an enforcer. <laughs> right? So your four was your enforcer. But here's the thing, though, Kato. This is what you got to understand. One through five. Okay. Let's put LeBron's let's put LeBron's Cavaliers team up against the '94 Magic team. Who wins? Who's LeBron team? The one through down three one. It don't matter which team. Down three one. Well, Aunt Drew, Kyrie Irving. They're not. They're not beating. They're not beating Shaq, Penny, Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson, and the Magic. Well, then you got to think about who was doing that. Ooh, nobody wasn't back in the days dribbling like Steph Curry and, Ky and Kyrie and Dame Lillard and Trey Young. But do you Young. not think, guys? Okay, wait a second. Everybody improves what was before them, right? Like without Jordan, there's no Kobe doing what Kobe did because he would have never had Jordan to use to allow him to to get there, right? I see. So these guys took what Bob Cousy and Pistol Feet Maravich did. Kyrie Irving took what they did dribbling around the court, Tiny Archibald, right? So if those guys back then played today, they would be doing the same thing. So when you, when you look at errors, you got to understand, yes, yeah, your job is to always be better than the master. I got you. Right? Like you look at Byron Lethwich and, and Chad Pennington, but your job was to be better than them. Right. Because they gave you the tools. That's all I'm saying is like it's going to evolve. There's going to be a day where LeBron is looked at like, oh, well, he was the most athletic guy in basketball at the time. Right. Michael Jordan went head up with the Olympic dream team. <laughs> <laughs> Magic so Johnson, them. You don't think Jordan? Come on, man. You caught Magic. You caught Magic and Bird late, man. You know Magic. Magic and Bird was spanking them, getting them pats on his butt, man. Come on. You caught and you caught him late. You caught him late at the '92. We talking about '92. I don't know. Come on, man. Come hey, on, man. Hey. Don't do Magic like that. Don't do Magic hey. and Bird like that. Bird was on his team in that game, but Bird back was hurt so bad he barely made yeah, it to the I'm Olympics. Saying, so like <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you just look at the best competitors ever. The number one, there's only one, there's only one competitor better than Jordan. Yeah, I don't put Brun, I don't put Brun in that, I don't put Brun in that, and because, and, and, and it's crazy because I got that, I got Jordan and Kobe mentality. I'm a Jordan and Kobe mentality guy. Like LeBron, I'm not LeBron mentality, but far, I can't dispute that competitive and that, and that fire nature. Jordan finished gamble, gamble a dollar. Like he was giving a, a dollar. A dollar, man. What's a dollar? Flipping a nickel closer to the wall. Closer to the wall, a dollar. Come on, man. that's all time competitive. 
that's an all-time competitor, man. I don't think Bron Bron ain't gonna reach that. Bron ain't no. No, I love what Bron does off the field. I, I think Bron's a hell of a guy, a hell of a athlete. Yeah. But if Bron had Jordan's mentality, ooh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, man, this has been good, Kato. I appreciate you coming through, man. Hey, anything that you can tell anyone right now um, that's going through hard situations that's, that that needs some motivation to overcome anything, how you've done it, or what they could do to be better? Always just tell myself, man, just take it one day at a time. You want to get 24 hours in the day, and all it takes 30 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes, just to read a script, read a, a verse out of the Bible, and just, just stay prayed up. And GVO, that's my main method, GVO, good vibes on. Just try to have fun, man. I mean, life comes with ups and downs, but, I mean, you got to got to find a way to just try to stay that narrow, that narrow level. So, yeah. yeah. Just keep your head high. That's all. I appreciate you, brother. It's good catching up with you, man, because um, definitely, like, you – I loved having you as a teammate, you know, because yeah, yeah. it was just like you were so talented. Right. right verse. If you could have just stayed more level-headed and dealt with yeah. everything that goes on around you better, yeah. definitely think you could have had a 10, 15, 20-year career because you, you definitely had the talent to do it. And you're still young enough to do it. So yep. I hope that, yep. you know, you learn from some of your mistakes and, and you've done things, you know, to kind of understand the business more of it because it is a business. Most definitely, Most definitely it is. It yeah. is that. It is that. It and is just, that. Um, yeah, go out there and inspire people, man, because your story is great. You can inspire so many people by what you do. And you play the game with so much energy and so much fun. It's always fun to watch. I appreciate that, though, Nick. Man. I appreciate you having me too. I appreciate that, man. Indeed, brother. Well, you know, I'm I'm wearing the the king hat with the new year, new mountain. Okay. You know, this is how I view things right now, man. It's like I view everything as a mountain, right? Oh, I don't. People have New Year's resolutions, yep. and they think they're just gonna change their life. I view it as a mountain. In order right. to get to the top of that mountain. You don't know what's gonna happen in that year. You don't know what's going to, you don't know the terrain, you don't know the weather, you don't know yep. if COVID gonna hit, but yep. that can't deter you from where you're going and climbing that mountain and just keep climbing that mountain. You know what I'm saying? Keep getting to the top because King's at the top, right? We get to the top, we look over. At the top of every mountain, you guess what? You see another mountain. So you yes, never stop finding mountains to climb. You never stop trying to achieve more and um man i'm proud of you keep giving back keep doing what you do man and um i appreciate you thanks bro i appreciate that man hey love bro